the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Greetings, and it's meeting time. And today we're going to introduce the fifth step of recovery that we admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs, our sins. Think about this. If we were diagnosed with an operable malignant tumor and the prognosis is a 100% chance of healing, but could be fatal if left untreated, would we hesitate to have it removed? I think not. Well, these past two weeks, we introduced the fourth step of recovery, that we made a searching and fearless moral inventory of our lives. In essence, we used a pen as a spiritual scalpel to reveal unwanted spiritual malignant tumors of sin that fester into this disease of addiction, and if left untreated, could be fatal as well. Our inventory is like a spiritual MRI or x-ray, and it gives us a clear picture of the sinful nature we've sown that have led to the harvest of addiction. It's written in black and white, and we no longer can fool ourselves or deny how our addictive lifestyle have affected our lives and the lives of our loved ones. In essence, we're telling on ourselves. So what must be done to prevent the spiritual parasites from resurfacing and burrow back into our lives? And that's where this fifth principle comes into play. With inventory in hand, we must spill our beans to God, ourselves, and another person. It's called confession. Now, don't turn me off. I feel you. The last thing we want to do is divulge our filthy rags of sin not only to God, but also to another person. Our first reactions are closed-mindedness, fear, and defensiveness. And Satan will bombard our mind with lies. We tell ourselves, I'm so messed up, no one's sins are as bad as mine, and if anyone found out all my secret sins, they would never have anything to do with me. I don't want to be humiliated or looked at with jaundiced eyes. And then in our closed-minded, our twisted thinking, we tell ourselves we have too much to lose if we admit our wrongs. We'll have to give up our favorite sins, our friends. Now, you need to hear me loud and clear. Far too many people have had these thoughts, and they bailed out of this recovery process. They went back to projecting an image of, I got it all together. They continue wearing these invisible masks of denial, self-control, and self-will. And sadly to say, they're left to their own devices. They're either existing in the bottomless pit of addiction, or they're no longer with us. My friends, this fifth step is a critical juncture. We can either bail out or come clean. You see, our sins, they build a barrier between God and us, and that's Satan's game plan. He wants us to die godless. 
But God wants us to come clean and admit that wrong is wrong, that we're guilty as charged. We need to own up to the sins that we discovered in this inventory because God wants to pardon you and me from the penalties of sin birthed in this act of addiction. We're assured of this in Romans 8.1. There's no condemnation for those who belong to Christ. Folks, the verdict is in. God is the judge and jury. We learned all have sinned, yet God declares us not guilty if we trust in Jesus Christ, who freely takes away our sins. How about this? 970 years before the birth of Christ, the wisest man who ever lived, King Solomon, will counsel you and me in Proverbs 28, 13. People who conceal their sins will not prosper, but if they confess and turn from them, they will receive mercy. Powerful lessons. This is what I've learned from the Apostle Paul and King Solomon. When we refuse to pull out our secret sins from the recesses of our inner being into the light through confession, we're going to suffer consequences, condemnation, if you will. We're falling right into Satan's game plan because indwelling sin pulls a person down into a spiritual and physical death. Folks, it's Satan that's condemning us. But as a child of God, when we confess and forsake our sins, God not only forgives us, listen to this, he forgets our sins. Hebrews 10, 17, I will never remember their sins. Amen. And then the Holy Spirit comes to the forefront and empowers us to continue on this journey of recovery, healing, and righteousness. Folks, these verses are powerful life lessons that contain wisdom essential to our recovery and a new way of life. And it all starts by humbly taking our sins to the foot of the cross, to an all-knowing God, and confess what he already knows. He wants us to tell on ourselves. Now, let's discuss this new way of life. We learn in 2 Corinthians that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Now, as followers of Jesus Christ, does it mean that by confessing our sins to God in this principle that we're good to go, that our confession is a one and done? We should know this isn't true. No doubt we become brand new people through God. And he positions us as new creatures in his sight. But it does not mean that our sinful habits, temptations will just vanish. Will we ever practice sinlessness? Unfortunately in me, it's not true as yet. And it's not true for you. We are all sinners saved by grace. The Apostle John confirms that when we sin, we have an advocate. A defense attorney, if you will, who pleads our case before God. And that's Jesus Christ. He sacrificed his life to atone for our sins. And he reminds God that the penalty for our sins, past, present, and future, have already been paid. 
Now, there's no doubt some within the sound of my voice are thinking, I am a child of God, but I'm upset, I'm discouraged because I'm still living in the old person's skin. I still commit the same old sins, temptations, issues. They will not wash away. And I'm ashamed to take the same old, same old at the foot of the cross. I have news for you. You're not unique. Your sins, trials, and temptations are no different from what others experience. We're human. We can't overcome our sinful nature alone. We can go to Jesus and ask for help, for he too faced temptations. In Hebrews 4, we learn, this high priest of ours understands our weakness, for he faced all the same testings we do. Yet he's never sinned. So let us come boldly to the throne of God. He will help us when we need it the most. Jesus welcomes us 24-7 to receive mercy for the things we should not have done and his grace to empower us to do what should be done. That's so powerful. In 1 Corinthians ten thirteen, the apostle Paul assures us that when we're tempted, God will show us a way out, an escape route, if you will, so that we can endure. And my friends, these 12 steps are an escape route, leading us from the darkness of despair to the light of recovery and healing by ingesting his teachings into our inner being. I've often said these steps must be worked in order, but they're all interwoven. Let's revisit this fourth step, our written inventory. It reveals the sinful, addictive, diseased person we've become. Now let's jump ahead to the sixth step that we'll be introducing in a couple weeks, that we're entirely ready to have God remove these defects, these sins, that we're ready to start living as God sees us, a new person in Christ. And right smack in the middle is our subject matter, the fifth step, confession. Proverbs twenty-eight thirteen: people who conceal their sins will not prosper, but those that confess and turn from them receive mercy. Look, you cannot heal a wound by saying it's not there. And recovery not only requires that we soul search, but it also demands that we confess the brokenness we find inside. Confession opens us to God's equipping power, filling the empty places with us. The places that we once filled with Satan's idols of addiction. In essence, God doesn't get angry when we come back to him over and over again. Our sins are not recorded on some celestial list. God doesn't get angry frustrated when we call on him repeatedly. God wants us to come to him every time we sin. Now, having said that, does this give us an excuse to continue our old life of sin, giving God added opportunities to forgive us? We may not admit it, but we act out on this principle much too often. And in Romans 2, 2, the Apostle Paul's response to this excuse for sin 
is a profound no. When we knowingly continue to sin, we're making light of the tremendous cost of our salvation. God's grace and mercy doesn't give us a license to freely sin. It's unthinkable to allow sin to be our master once we declare that Jesus is Lord. When we accept Christ as our Savior, we are no longer slaves to sin, but we become slaves to God. And God is our master as we journey in this Christian life. Look, this is so powerful. Jesus died to save us, and he lives to keep us. Let me say it again. Jesus died to save us, and he lives to keep us. And he lives within us by way of the Holy Spirit. And as we strive to live as God sees us, it's the power and authority of the Holy Spirit that transforms all areas of our lives, enabling us to die to self and discover a joyful, meaningful new way of life. And as a born-again child of God, we may not be sinless, but we will sin less. Amen. Next week, we'll continue introducing this fifth step of recovery. And I want you to reference Proverbs chapter 15, verse 22 through 23. And James 5, verses 16 through 18. And we're going to discover that confiding in another person is an escape hatch from Satan's temptations and from our old way of life. Amen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.